You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 16 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Michelle Reeve, founder and formulator of Sparseuticals and Water Lily Australasia. In this episode, we go into Michelle's grassroots, the beginnings from the creation and evolution of Water Lily. With her passion for natural medicine, Michelle's mission is to continually have purity and integrity as the brand's foundation, embracing a holistic solution for beautiful skin. I hope you enjoyed this beautiful interview and can be inspired to implement some of the insights Michelle shares around hiring your staff on values and being clear on your own so that you and your staff are aligned with your business mission and goals. So much goodness. So let's get into it. Michelle, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much, Angela. It's such a pleasure to be here. Good morning. Thank you. I have, you know, come into contact with you. We've got a mutual friend, our gorgeous Nicola, and I'm so glad that she introduced us. And recently I have received the most wonderful treatment. I'd have to say probably the best service and treatment I've had in my life at the Water Lily Concept Store in Fortitude Valley. Thank you for that beautiful invite. Um, I received the Spice Maple treatment, mm. which one of, was one of your seasonal treatments. And um, the gorgeous Natasha was my Good. therapist. Yes. OMG, all I can say is what a beautiful customer experience I received. So um, you've definitely left Angela, that's... <laughs> Wow, that's beautiful feedback and definitely such gorgeous kudos coming from you. I know how versed you are in the industry and um, and look, we take a lot of pride and a lot of care in creating really beautiful client journeys. So, um, it, you know, it just touches our heart when it's truly appreciated. So thank you for making the time. You're a busy woman. It's such a pleasure to be able to host you. Oh, Absolutely. thank you. It was actually just really beautiful to have some time out and um, a part of one Mm. of the water lily rituals is to sort of start off with that, you know, shutting down from meditation. And as much as, you know, I wanted to get to know Natasha and have a little chat, she literally specifically said to me, no talking during this treatment. This is your time. And Mm. I I needed that. We have a strict relaxation policy. (laughs) I love that. It's true, isn't it? I can't wait to hear all about your beauty boss journey, but I will get you to kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Mm, Good question. Okay. So for me, I think um, leadership is a, an incredible, an incredible duty of care. I mean, for me, 
leadership is about giving my team direction, empowerment, guidance. Um, I'm blessed with an awesome team and um, I've hired well. And so it means that everyone gets a, a pretty long leash, but that comes with the knowing that um, my expectation is excellence. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I believe that the buck stops with the leader and it's my responsibility to continually just reinforce cultural tone. So really maintaining our values and standards consistently through everything that we do and, and being that, you know, reminding force within the business with our, with our guest experiences and with our spa partners. And that starts with the team. So a lot of people talk about their, um, their clients or their guests being the most important part of their business. But I actually believe that um, my team come first. And if my team are empowered and skilled and motivated and energized, then that will naturally transition through to, you know, the rest of our business and the guests get, you know, all of the benefits of that. So I actually really love um, the thought behind um, Simon Sinek. He's that amazing cultural change thought leader where he believes that leaders eat last, that you're at the back of your pack, really buoying your team and holding space for them and that comes with a lot of humility and responsibility so for me I think that's a work in progress I think I've definitely improved over the years but I'm I'm um, you know consistently checking myself to make sure that I'm doing the best for my team yeah I love that I love that whole definition your whole philosophy does shine through in everything that you're doing with your business um, and yeah, having a great team behind you is so, so important to, you know, when you're looking at an international company like yourself and um, the amount of um, pride that you put into your ingredient technology, like everyone's got to be so on board across with your um, your values and the ethics within your company too. And I love that you brought up Simon as well. Because I had a friend that, actually did his, I think it's called, it starts with why course. And mm. um, yeah, I just love the philosophy around him, um, you know, choosing his leaders and then finding your why. And someone asked me the other day um, at one of the awards nights that I was attending, what motivates you to keep going and um, or keeps you motivated every single day. And I, I turned around and I said, you know, I think it's just like I have so much passion in what I'm doing. And I felt like that was the wrong answer when I had th thought about it because she probably has so much passion in what she's doing as well. But I know mm. why I'm doing what I'm doing every single day. You know, it's it's the flexibility I have to to run two businesses from my home while my son's young. Um, and really what excites me is having the passion within the industry, but I, I can't wait to, to build this beauty business empire that I'm doing and do it for my family and that whole lifestyle. Like I'm the driver of my life and I'm choosing what I do every single day and it's fulfill, fulfilling me. So yeah. Um, yeah, Simon does it so well with that whole why method. And I, I really want yeah. to concentrate a lot on that as well with our business owners, like finding your why, mm -hmm. making sure your vision's in place so that it all aligns. Um, and clearly you do it so well, Michelle. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I think that we don't speak enough about values within our business. I, um, 
I actually just wrote an article, a feature article for the last copy of Spa in Clinic, where where the focus of the piece that I wrote really was about, you know, we talk about being able to identify our why when we're talking to our guests and showing them the passion behind what we do. But do we really sort of bring that to the table when we're having conversations with who we're hiring and, you know, starting our businesses on a healthy foot by attracting the right team in the first place, not because they can do a great facial, but because they have the same passion behind transforming the skin and they want to be able to hold space and host our guests with the same intent that we do. And, um, yeah, it's a really powerful message and I think that we should be talking about it a lot more. So again, congratulations to you for hosting the conversation because I think it's a really powerful message that we need to be talking about more, definitely. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to read that article, which you'll just, it leads it into our next section. I want you to share your complete <clears throat> story, where you began, mm why you've chosen the industry um, to be in this incredible beauty industry that we're in. And um, also, yeah, what you're doing with Sparring Clinic as well as Water Lily, your company. So um, go ahead. I cannot wait. I know it's going to be super inspiring. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. So my personal passion is um, holistic wellness. So I have a real purpose, I believe, around natural medicine. I love the idea of empowering ourselves and others to take control of our health. Um, I'm a massive control freak, so that works incredibly well for me. Um, and just really creating a you know, a lifestyle of health and vitality. When we look at like the Western model in our society, the Western model around medicine is there to stop us from dying. But I don't know that it actually makes us really well, healthy, vibrant people. And so I think within the beauty, spa and wellness industry, there is such untapped potential to really integrate health into what we do aesthetically. And so my personal training is that I had a corporate um, career nearly, I'm just going to say nearly 20 years ago. So when I was um, in my early 30s, um, 29 to say about 33, I studied natural medicine, had a real passion for aromatherapy, Chinese medicine, nutrition, remedial massage. And um, from that, the aromatherapy is something that I really saw as a valuable tool that I could take and embed in a business model that would actually give people the tools and empowerment to create rituals of self-care and self-love and be able to holistically heal from the inside out. And I guess that's the baby foundation of how Water Lily actually started and, and transformed itself into a skincare company. Um, we see we see the skin as an extension of every other organ so i've come to the industry not as a beauty therapist but more from a natural medicine model to really look at the health of the skin rather than the aesthetic of the skin and in my personal opinion what i saw the industry doing badly was it was looking at you know that one active magical bullet ingredient forgetting that the skin needs a really broad complex intensive blend of really active ingredient that's nutritionally dense um, we also saw that a lot of product was being mass manufactured and stored indefinitely and again think about how you eat if we think about our skin as our intestines turned inside out then what we put on it starts to really change um, how we think 
we see, we, I also saw lots of really empty formulations where there'd be a cosmeceutical product with a percentage of active ingredient, which is fabulous, but the rest of the formulation would be water, glycerin, maybe mineral oil, really sort of empty synthetic fillers. And while there's nothing wrong with that, it's not exactly doing anything nutritious for our skin. It's the opportunity cost of putting ingredients in that are actually going to transform and give make our skin resilient and give it the nutrients it really, really needs. Mm. So from there, Water Lily sort of started with those really beautiful, botanically rich formulations. Um, the company has gone through a lot of evolution over the last 15 years. Um, we've repackaged, I think, three or four times as the brand has evolved. I have, um, it's a company also too, Angela, and um, you'll probably appreciate this. It's really a grassroots company that I have started with my own funding. I have not taken on an investor the whole time. And so for me, that was really important so I could drive direction and, and never compromise on the values that underpin what we wanted to be able to you know, translate into the guest experience. So as um, as we've had money to reinvest and grow the business, that's where that growth has come from. And it's been a really organic process. Um, and it, it's been a beautiful journey. It's, um, it's skincare that I want to, you know, formulate for my own skin and then, you know, gift to others. So that's that's the philosophy behind the brand essentially. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I absolutely love it. And yeah, just everything that you're putting into your seasonal treatments to make something really, really spectacular because a lot of the Water Lily brand is in some incredible destination spas around Australia so far. Um, and yeah, that was really, really important for you as educating those business owners to take that into the therapist, to, to mimic exactly what you want for the brand to be messaging mm. through into the clients as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think you touch on a good point. People see those really beautiful, um, touch points through relaxation as being fluff and pampering, but they have a really, really strong foothold in what we're trying to achieve. Um, in our business and for the guest experience. One, if the guest is relaxed, then we're activating the parasympathetic nervous system where we're boosting immune function, which means all of those really active ingredients that we're you know, infusing into the skin topically, the body is in that you know, rest and digest phase to really uptake all of those nutrients and transform the skin at a really deep cellular level. So we're putting, into, we're putting the body into that phase of homeostasis, rest and relaxation to be able to really integrate ingredient well into the skin. And secondly, from a business perspective, there's lots of salons offering really clinical cosmeceutical treatments and there are spas offering really beautiful um, sensory spa journeys. But imagine the sort of rapport and trust we could create with a salon community by integrating really beautiful touch points and embedding a lot of care and intent into more of those clinical cosmeceutical treatments to give the guest, um, you know, a blend of both result and experience. Cause I think people are time poor and they're really, really stressed. And I think the one thing that we can mm. do is really stop and hold space for them and, you know, allow their body to get out of that, you know, really highly stressed parasympathetic, fa sympathetic phase, sorry, of fight and flight and 
um, and allow them to truly relax because while we're stressed there are so many things that stop working well in our body like our immune function and our digestion and that's where if we remain stressed for long periods of time that's where we start to develop those long-term illnesses and diseases so even an hour a week at the hands of your really beautiful therapist, embedding those lovely touch points to really lower stress levels, I think is a really powerful way to transform wellness from the inside out. Mm. Yeah, that's so lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that as well. And I, you know, it, it's very clear in the brand that you have created, all of what you've said through the passion of where it's come from, um, from the naturopathic side of things, um, it's not about getting as much product in as many salons as possible for you. And you really are choosing those specific um, destinations that are going to really hold and, and share your brand um, well within the industry to everyone that I see that's using Water Lily within their clinics. Um, they're, yeah, it's almost like they're, they're your ideal client. Um, you're really, really mm. attracting the, the, the right professional skin therapist to work for you as well. Oh, thank um, you. and when you had said about the whole experience with relaxation and then, um, not actually compromising the results either, because I felt so relaxed, but then there would be a wipe of lactic acid put over my face or something that, <laughs> you know, smelt clinical to me. And I was like, oh, that's a bit results driven. And I, I felt yeah. like I was still getting that combination of both. And my skin was incredible afterwards. So, um, yeah, absolutely beautiful. So that's yeah, amazing. You. So you, how long this, have you been in yeah. business for now? Oh gosh, I, the company has been um, active for around, I think we're going 13 years, but um, you know what it's like putting all of the foundation and formulating and, and putting those initial elements into place. I was working on that for, you know, many years beforehand as well. So it feels like I've been doing mm. this for a really long time, um, but it hasn't been the same job all the way through. Like the journey changes and my role is constantly changing and the business feels like a different business every few years and the opportunities that we're afforded um, are changing as well. So, um, you know, with technology, there are lots of different forums to be able to you know, express your passion and be able to, you know, see new ways to educate and integrate the brand into into other elements of the community, which has been really, really awesome. And I think, as you said yeah. before, writing for, and that's what I hope to um, do with this podcast. <laughs> yes, no, definitely, you're doing a wonderful job. And I think also, too, writing is 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 an opportunity for me. Uh, Spire and Clinic have been very um, generous um, with their invitation within feature writing, and um, I'm now writing also for the retail international magazine Spire and Wellness. Um, so it's something that I really love doing, and um, hopefully can do more of in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I've read quite a few of your articles and it's so great to see that you, you're, um, you know, sharing your message through a channel that's not specifically just about your product, you know, it's um, you as an expert within the industry as well. And again, coming back to that leader, like I really do look at you as this incredible hashtag beauty boss that's just a driving force and you're definitely someone that I, I think I could sit down and talk to for hours because I'd have so much to learn from you as well. Amazing. Oh, 
Likewise, Angela. And I think, you know, with what you're doing, creating a community where, you know, it's I think one of the things that I would have loved when I first started out was a forum where there was a community of trust where, you know, you can link in not just to find out information, but just to hear people's stories as they begin their journeys with new businesses. Like it's not easy. And um, the challenges you have sometimes are not the challenges you expect to have. And to mm. have, yeah, to have a group of really beautiful women that you can share safely with and, um, yeah, and workshop and um, be able to connect with, I think is a really, really powerful, powerful tool, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. great. Oh, there's so much, so much potential so and still so much more to come. But yeah, the podcast really is, you know, um, sharing everyone's journeys is so incredible because it also does if someone's listening that's just started within the beauty industry it just opens up their eyes to see what's available to them like they can literally choose a passion within the beauty industry whether they want to write whether they, they want to have their own salon spa go and work on a cruise ship or work for a company um, and work up the entrepreneurial beauty boss ladder that, you know, there's so many paths to our industry and it's actually just really fantastic connecting with other like-minded business owners as well. Mm, I agree. So yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. So which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? Mm, I guess um, being a product company, I, I um, have the pleasure of working with um, lots of business owners and therapists and one thing I'm continually pushing back on um, is just really asking people to profile their expertise better. If I hear one more beauty therapist say, oh, I'm just a therapist, I will, I don't know, implode maybe, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> you know, I just really, you know, these are people that have trained hard. They have all of this knowledge and expertise and, you know, they're so empowered with all of this knowledge and they are transforming skin every day and i would really really love to see therapists really profile themselves as skincare experts or as i like to call them skincare gurus and really um holds hold strong space with their client to be able to confidently share that expertise i think we let the client guide their skincare journey and um and i don't know and i think we need to take control of that back and as an industry pro start profiling our um expert um knowledge and really help to guide that experience for them so one i think mm. just really profiling um how awesome we are as an industry and really elevating um, that conversation with our guests, I think is really, really, really important. Um, you know, I hear a lot of guests, you know, therapists say, but my guest doesn't like to put this on their skin. So I don't sell them that. Whereas the conversation should be around, you know, in my ex, what I know to be true as a skin care, oh, sorry, I'm stumbling skin care expert <laughs> is that, you know, the skin needs, you know, a really rich blend of omega essential fatty oils, fatty acid oils, sorry, to, you know, be able to perform at its optimum and taking control of those conversations through yeah. the home care experience and really making strong recommendations. And we know that 80% of, um, you know, results are achieved through really amazing home care rituals. So we need to be really empowering our guests and educating them as to, you know, what that needs to be. So definitely we need to be profiling expertise. And I also think that um, 
I think we need to be setting stronger goals around our businesses, I think, and definitely I'm guilty of this as well. Everyone's so busy working in their business that we don't take time out at the beginning of every quarter to really imagine what we want to achieve in the next three or four months or year or five year plan. And to sit down and have written goals around that and then, you know, to be able to, you know, um, unpack those into into tasks and delegate and really watch the team grow as we're you know setting metrics around um, that those performance indicators I think is a really powerful thing and I think often we just sometimes kick the can down the street and just see where the business takes us um, so goal setting and you know strong planning is something that I think is incredibly invaluable especially around things yeah. like retail sales where we get you know, within a within a salon or a clinic or a spa, most of our revenue comes from our treatments, which um, and, and good revenue is great. But you know, you can earn a million dollars, but if it takes you a million dollars to earn that million, then that's not that's not so good. But within our um, retail mm. sales, that's where we get our best net profitability, and to be able to really business plan around that to make our businesses sturdy and give us great profitability long, long lifelong, sorry, is um incredibly powerful. So, so goal setting around our revenue, I think, is incredibly important. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's great, and I think also from. Um, you mentioning all of that, partnering with businesses like yourself, um, like product houses that are actually going to support the business owner in those types of um, implementations within their business too. You know, I know that you've got an incredible uh, marketing campaign that comes out with every seasonal treatment and then walking through, um, let's say if your um, girl Natasha goes out in the road and um, actually has the meetings with the business owners and and, you know, sometimes there's, you know, you're too busy in the treatment room to take the time out to have the the meeting with your product house. But actually, if you can get as much out of the companies as possible as what they're offering you, it's going to save you so much time. Um, you know, even for myself, the, the product partners that I'm with, they're, they're marketing is spectacular. Mm. I'm able to save so much time in my social media by using their graphics and, um, you know, even sitting down with my business development manager and having some goal setting set in place for what I would like to achieve within my business, whether it's a financial figure or if it's winning an award, <laughs> whatever's Completely. important to, mm. to you. And then, yeah, basically setting your goals in place to make sure that you can achieve that and make it happen. So um, it's so, so important. And so individually, I make sure that um, goal setting is a priority definitely at the beginning of the year and each quarter as well. Um, and I do have an actual downloadable goal setting sheet. If anyone's interested, you can head to the website and just get that um, straight to your inbox too. If you don't have a piece of paper to, you know, guide you, that's, um, you know, a little helping tool because, yeah, it's so important to have them and then you can look back on them and have a little happy dance at how looking how far you've come, you know. Um, sometimes exactly. we don't set our goals high enough <laughs> either and then you go, oh, I've achieved that in, in a, um, you know, short period of time. So you can set the bar a little bit higher next time, but, you know, set it so high that you've got something to strive for every single day that's going to keep you motivated and keep you going as well. Yeah, I agree, Angela, and celebrate Definitely. the wins. I mean, everyone works so hard and I think we just, 
you know, click over to the next milestone or the next goal, but being able to sit back and really appreciating what you achieve. I think that's um, a really cool, mm. a really powerful part of the process. It's, um, you know, we're busy and time just seems to merge on and being able to take time to celebrate wins and victories, I think is, is really, really important. And I love how you mentioned yeah, our absolutely. seasonal treatments. Yeah, our seasonal treatments are a really wonderful part of our spa offering. So obviously we have a really comprehensive um, menu offering of eight spa facials and I think 20 body treatments and hand, feet and hair and basin products. We have a really great one-stop shop for clinics and spas. But what we also do is bring out two brand new seasonal releases because just like we should be following the seasons with what we eat to maximize um, nutritional density, then we also believe that skincare needs to be reviewed seasonally. And so this season, we've just launched our lime, caviar and vitamin C spa facial, which has three active forms of vitamin C along with clinical doses of ferulic acid and um, hyaluronic acid and kakadu plum and lime caviar. So it's a really stunning treatment, um, which is very cosmeceutically focused. But what that does for the spa, it gives them a whole range of collateral marketing campaigns to really activate their database, to re-engage with guests who they may have not have seen for a little while and really invite their guests to rethink their home care regime for changing months and really activate not only um, treatment bookings and upgrades and enhancements, but really have a look at how they are retailing and we have special gift with purchase offers around that as well so that sort of activates the guest experience once they're in the salon or spa so you're right the spa partners need to hold the hands of their um i mean product houses need to hold the hands of their spa partners and um and we work really hard to continually strive to really find different ways to create great solutions around that so you're right it's very important Mm. It's definitely a unique selling point from your business. I actually haven't ever seen any product company do it the way that you do on that seasonal um, side of things. I, I think it's really, really smart. And um, yeah, that whole activation of the database, like giving us a reason to actually go in and email a client. Um, some people are searching, like searching for social media content, searching for ideas on how to engage with their clients and email them a re- like what's my reason for emailing you mm. oh, okay I'm gonna um, share what I did on the weekend no it's actually sharing um, something spectacular that you have to offer them that they literally cannot refuse an offer for and um, only seasonal so you know it's not going to be on the menu forever so it's something different and I'm really really big at recreating um everything within my business all the time every single time a client walks in I've got something new either on the reception desk it might not be a new product but I've literally just turned around a different display or I'm yeah continually searching for um yeah better solutions time-saving solutions for my clients as well so um yeah just being on the hunt for um those partners that you can um have that have pride in your business to support you and and help you become successful as well is really, really important. Yeah. So, well, we see that, you, so you know, your business. That. Yeah, exactly. We see your business as being our business. So there is um, there is um, a natural transition between the two. Um, so, yeah, support's incredibly mm-hmm. important. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, now, what are two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener mm. to learn from when they're starting I, their own business? Yeah, this is interesting. These are really boring, unsexy um, answers, Angela, but just procedurize everything. I think that's just so powerfully important to even when the business is, if you're a sole operator, write a procedure manual from the way that you answer the phone, the language that you want to use, to how you welcome your guests, to, um, you know, connection rituals at the beginning of treatments, to, you know, opening and closing and setting budgets and all those sorts of things. I think that um, it's the one thing that I did in my business early, and that sort of came from my corporate background that has translated well as my business has grown. So I think that actually saves a lot of problems as the business grows and then, you know, you run into lack of consistency when, you know, you hire someone because they're a great person, but their values aren't necessarily your values. And I think that kind of leads into my second tip would be hire on values. It's, I think it reinforces what I said earlier, like creating a good team by, um, you know, choosing people on the fact that they share the same values and believe in what you believe because I think we can all train someone to do a great facial and give someone a checklist around how to run our business but I think there's um, an inbuilt um, passion that comes in therapists that um, you know it's really really hard um, to train that and so to hire people based on a really amazing value set I think is really powerful you know in all elements you know make sure that they're really passionate about you know creating great home care procedures within the interview understand what that you know what has driven them and attracted them to the industry get a sense of you know what they why they're attracted to your business and how they can see um, you know what they can contribute to you know to how your passion unfolds so I think that we need to hire better on values rather than skills because I think it's easy to train the skills it's not easy to you know recreate passion within someone so I think procedurizing mm. and hiring well with really great um, onboarding documents is a really important thing to do when growing a business definitely yeah Amen to that. That's some. Um, that's mm. something I actually I did not implement when I first started my beauty salon, and I'm sort of like backtracking now. I've just hired my first employee, and it's sort of, wow, I really need some, uh, you know, my systems and policies and procedures. Like I don't actually have my manual set in place where I can just be like, here's everything that we do. So you know, I'm spending a lot of time um, personally showing the you know butorium experience and how. Um, things are supposed to be done. And obviously I'm taking so much pride in my little baby that I've built up over the mm. last six years. It's hard when you've brought someone in to share your clients with you and hopefully help, um, you know, save you time and let me um, take myself off the floor for a little bit as well. Um, but I certainly did hire on the value side of things. That was one of my non-negotiables when it came to it. Um, and you can definitely... Put the skill into a therapist but you cannot put that passion in so you've got to really see that ignite through the interview process i'm a big believer in that i agree i agree mm. and um i th also think it must be an interesting time for you because i think as you go back and then create those procedures it's a second opportunity to look at the kind of business you want so there's a natural evolution that takes place there isn't there 
Mm, that's one positive way to look at it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, mm. what? Um, so, I'd love to share you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Oh gosh, we were talking before um, we came online about how I don't have a great relationship with technology. Um, so this is this is this is a funny question, <laughs> but um, I do love my iPhone for its convenience, and there are a couple of apps that I use all the time. The first one would be um, TripIt. Have you heard of that one, Angela? T-R-I-P-I-T? No, I haven't. Okay, so I do a lot of travel and this is an app that integrates all of your travel document to give you a seamless running itinerary. Um, so as you book a flight or book a hotel, you just email that email through to your through to TripIt and then it sort of automatically and magically um, integrates and then it gives you a running um, a running agenda or itinerary that you can actually click on the airline component and it will show you the airport and then it can show you you know which lounges are available and maps of the airport or it can show you the hotel or the weather in that city on the day it's um and it also stores wow. those itineraries it's a really i a friend introduced it to me about a year and a half ago and it has just been wonderful to be able to see what you've done. So it actually keeps your um, trips historically. You can see what trips you've got up and coming and, um, you know, because we always think, gosh, where did I go for lunch when I was in New York last? And, you know, no one can ever remember. And it's wonderful to have all of that information at your fingertips and just reconfirm travel dates and those sorts of things as well. So that would be one for travel. Um, Another one that I really love is Oak, O-A-K, and that's a meditation app. It was um, devised by a guy called Kevin Rose, who's a really good friend of um, Tim Ferriss, who I think you like to listen to as well. Um, and Oak is yeah. just a really awesome, simple meditation app. So I love the simplicity behind it. It also gives you a whole range of kind of white noise options like rain and um, chimes or music and I think that with meditation most of us have the monkey mind that kind of wanders but I love listening to sort of rain falling or rainforest sounds and that sort of keeps me in my meditation longer which is really beautiful so I try and do that mm. every morning when I'm not running out the door like a crazy muppet um, <laughs> and um, the other one would probably be kind of recreational apps like I love Spotify and I love my podcast app and I love just listening to you know really smart people when I've got some time driving or walking and and that sort of thing or listening to really great music so so those would be yeah. those would be my top picks yeah awesome certainly some go-to ones i'll leave them in the uh, show notes for everybody to click on i love that trip at one that's so great if it could mm. take the photo of the wine that you had that would be even better because i always forget what type <laughs> of wine i've had when i'm traveling too uh, I, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's like I oh i've got to remember that label I wonder if it can. I don't. I'm know sure if it it'll can. update soon. Yeah, I wonder if it can integrate photos. I'm not sure, but it's a, it's um, you know, for whether it's business or recreation, I strongly recommend people use it as a planning tool. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. And so, what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Oh, could you ask that again, Angela? You just cut out then. Oh no worries. So what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Um, it's really interesting. 
Um, I think when I, when, I, I, when I think about this question, I think about sort of what interrupts me doing my job well often. And because I'm often traveling, it would be just really good internet or IT support. We've just recently put all of our um, server onto the cloud which I actually have no idea where that is, but um, this magical land <laughs> with all that information on it. Um, I, 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 am, I am constantly interrupted with either internet not working or things not integrating and those sorts of things. So if I could have a walking IT person next to me at all times, that would be awesome. I think there's nothing more frustrating <laughs> than having some than having your internet not work or, you know, not being able to um, get online or access your files or those sorts of things. So that would probably be something that interrupts my life most. And because I'm a really patient person, that doesn't aggravate me, not at all. So yeah, I find it really, really frustrating from time to time. Yeah, I'm totally with you with that because I also have my um, like my payment system within my salon is with Square. So it's a tap and go and it's awesome when the Internet's working. But I tell you, if it's down and no one can tap and I don't have access, yeah. I don't get paid. So, you know, it definitely has its benefits, everything being accessible anywhere on any device. Yes. But yeah, if it's not a good connection. It's um yeah gonna just waste so much time of our day. <laughs> as well. Yeah, I ag- I agree completely. It it can either be the best thing or such a curse. So now, do you then... have any specific routines that you stick to to set up your day for success? Mm, in the mornings, I um I'm a really really super quiet person in the mornings. I actually don't have a TV because I like my space to be really really quiet, and so I like to get up and I try really hard not to look at my phone until I get outside of my bedroom. So I will wake up and use my Oak app to do a meditation first thing. I really feel like while I'm still kind of waking up, that's a really good mind space time when I'm not completely alert yet to really sort of let the meditation really integrate. And then from there, I um, I have um, coffee and coconut oil first up, which I just really love because I'm a bit of a coffee fiend. So I try and have organic coffee, some coconut oil, and then um, and then I start the day with um, sort of like a naturopathic green drink that I've sort of created myself. So it's a blend of um, Corella, spirulina, wheatgrass, and I put freeze-dried um, mushrooms and magnesium and vitamin C and turmeric and probiotics and I have that with um with a whole heap of um glutathione um and that kind of keeps me wow, going until that lunch. is and one drink <laughs> yeah it's a little bit it's not for everyone it can be a little bit chunky but I don't mind I just I like I like the fact that I'm doing something really good for my body and and if I'm alkalized and that's limiting inflammation and you know the quality of our skin starts in our gut so really really powerful to do that and then from there, I will. Um, I I really, really, really love taking time to do a great skincare regime in the morning. So really creating that really beautiful ritual where I see it more like you know anointing yourself rather than having a routine. So I've got some favorite products that I really love using in the morning. I'll start off with my lactic cleanser, and then um, you know infuse a serum and then layer my treatment creams over the top of that. 
and then get dressed and sit down and um, go through email. So I'll start working at home. If, even if I'm going into head office, I'll start working at home to plan my day. So I've got a really good sense of the big chunky things I need to achieve and really focus on getting those done and letting everything else fall in between that. But I have so many days that don't look like each other. Yeah. So I can either be traveling, I can be in the concept store, I can be doing meetings with our um, you know, beautiful spa partners or training or traveling internationally or locally. Um, it can look really, really different. And I, I love that um, variety and flexibility. I love that I get to have access to so many awesome people in my life. And it really is one of the more beautiful things apart about the job but having said that it means I have to be really organized to you know meet my obligations so morning time is a really good planning time for me yeah absolutely and because you are so busy traveling everywhere as well those times where you are solo at home and the silence that you've created it's probably a lot more rewarding on those mornings as well and again sitting down planning your day before you've even looked at your emails is it's going to set you up for success instead of get getting trapped in the time warp or, mm. you know, the social media feed. And, and then, you know, you're like, oh, gosh, I've got to get out the door. And then you haven't even done that um, cleanse of the face or put your sunscreen yeah. on before you've gone out. So that's a beautiful morning routine. I'm going to have to get some tips off of you. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I, I love how I love that phrase getting stuck in the tar because that is so true isn't it? like email and social media can be such a vortex and you can sort of like go mm. off on a tangent or get caught in a rabbit hole and it really is important to stay focused on you know those big boulders that you really want to tick off during the day so yeah yep. agreed it, it's um and it's really it can be really really hard not to go to your phone first and have a look and see what's happening you know to really sort of prioritize your goals first and not be reactive mm. um and it's something I've definitely had to learn yep. how to do well but yeah it really does make a difference yep well thank you for sharing that we'll move on to mm. some rapid fire questions okay ready now, what is the best book you've ever read? Oh, best book. That's a tough one. I do have, I do have favorite authors. Um, I, I mean, you know, I love reading Simon Sinek, um, Simon Sinek's book. He's got, I think, three or four that are really awesome. Um, another author I really love reading is um, Malcolm Gladwell. And um, he's also got a fabulous podcast called, I think, Revolutionist History. And what he'll do is take really big concepts or assumptions and sort of unpack them and look them at, at different angles. He sort of wrote that initial book way back called um, The Tipping Point. And then he wrote another book, I think, called David and Goliath, where he looked at, you know, small companies versus really large corporations and, you know, the secret tactics that a smaller business has that makes them really resilient and um, reactive in the marketplace. Um, yeah, he's got lots mm. of really awesome books. And another really great author is um, a guy called Daniel, Daniel Pink. And I can't, uh, for the moment, okay, I can't I haven't heard of the him. book, but um, Daniel Pink, yeah, he's actually, he's actually, his current book, which I haven't got is, um, I think it's called When, and he's looking at optimum times of doing things during the day, whether it's um, exercise or, you know, more of those intellectual tasks versus, you know, process driven tasks. So I'm kind of really keen to read that to see if I can apply anything to really optimize my day. But he's also written a really great um, book around left brain creativity versus sort of right brain stuff. So um, 
or the other way around, mm. sorry, um, and talking about how creativity is really going to drive innovation in the future and, and those sorts of things. So I just love listening to other people's concepts and you find you always find ways to apply or integrate those ideas into your own business or see them reflected in what you're doing. So that's always fun. I'm yeah. pretty much a non-fiction reader, I would say, and I get into trouble for that. Apparently I need to relax and read more fiction, but... So if you've got some great <laughs> it's recommendations. It's so hard though. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't help you in that department. I'm always picking up the self-development books, the, um, you know, even just someone on an entrepreneurial path. I just, I, I love hearing their stories. All the podcasts that I listen to, they're also all entrepreneurial as well. Um, but, you know, it's what lights me up. It um, really sparks inspiration in me to do better mm. and be a better person as well. So if, yeah, if I can tap into those books, I certainly will because they seem like my cup of tea. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. Me too. Now, me too. I'll, I'll leave the links for those in the show notes if anyone's interested too. And so what is one thing you have procrastinated about this week? Oh, gosh. Um, mm. You mean apart from housework, Angela? Um, would have to, <laughs> for work, it would have to be where um, I'm putting to bed all of our seasonal treatments for 2019, going into 2020. And um, the, there's elements of that that maybe I should have done already, but um, I'm sort of ticking through it at the moment. So um, there's lots of forward planning with the business and um, that links on to a whole heap of checklists with um, collateral and visual assets and copywriting. And it's not just about um, formulating and creating the treatment. There's a whole range of protocols and business support that we um, create to be able to um, have our spa partners activate that really, really easily. So it's those um, all those merchandising, merchandising and marketing um, elements that I'm ticking off on at the moment. And sometimes I might make a cup of tea instead. Yeah, we will get there. We will get there. <laughs> you will get all oh, you obviously um, have, you know, you've got that perfectionist perfectionism skill <laughs> and it seems that everything you produce is pretty much perfect when you look at something like that lime caviar it, facial um, seasonal treatment it just sounds so delicious so oh, thank whatever you. energy you're putting into it is amazing and yeah if it takes a little bit more time to make it even more spectacular then so be it <laughs> mm, thank you thank you and now what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail I don't know, Angela, it's really interesting. I, I don't know if, um, you know, I, I am not risk adverse. If there's something that I want to do, I pretty much, um, you know, orchestrate my life so that I can make it happen. Like I wanted to live in Italy a few years ago. So I put structure in place and moved there with a suitcase for 18 months. Um, you know, if, if I really want something, I think I've got the tenacity to go ahead and do it. And one of the reasons I think I have that is because I think I have a really strong appreciation that life is incredibly, incredibly short and the decades just fly by. And, mm. you know, there really is no one to keep us accountable. Like, you know, one day we won't be here and in, you know, hundreds of years to come, no one will remember that we were. And so it's really important just to 
grab the bull by the horns and you know if you want to do something um you know the journeys and the doing it really doesn't matter how it ends there's nothing that can't be undone really the worst that can happen generally isn't that bad and so um I'm I'm pretty I sort of get into trouble for this sometimes I sometimes get an idea and I'm like I'm off to do this and I was like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next but I um (laughs) it's a a fun way to live and um I I don't have any regrets I think the regrets are when you don't you kind of don't do what your heart tells you to do so so yes at the moment I mean like you know I'd love to run a marathon I guess but you know my knees won't let me so that's the the downfall of aging but apart from that I'm I'm pretty open to you know throwing my hat (laughs) into the ring to try most things yeah good on you that's amazing if you were stranded on a deserted island with no wi-fi what's one thing you wish you had with you no wi-fi look at you um let me think all right i think it would have to be i love art especially renaissance art so if i had if i had a book on art or even books i think books it would have to be books i would just need to read so clearly can it be a bookshelf for a book warehouse something with lots of books that's probably what i would choose and um and if i could have two yeah, things that's a good the one thing would i be, think so yeah, and then if I had two things, it would have to be one of our really gorgeous serums, probably the Phyto B3 serum. So there mm. you go. Get a little. I think that's the one that I tried. Can... That's delicious. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. And, of course, you've got rose gold packaging at the moment, and that's my favourite. Mm. Oh, yeah, it has to – look, skincare has to be a ritual, not a routine, and it has to be part of the aesthetic of really empowering you and making you feel – beautiful and loved and nurtured and so all of that aesthetic sort of fits in with that I think yep awesome well we will wrap up our interview Michelle it's been so so lovely having you here for the last hour what's next for you and the business um let the audience just bring a little bit of awareness to what's what's next for Michelle and Water Lily and Sparring Clinic as well yeah, thank you. Well, we've got more products that we are releasing next year. So the brand is still not so much evolving, but we're really expanding on more of our hero products and offerings. So there'll be new releases coming out in 2019, which we're very excited about. Also, we'll continue to um, explore and develop our seasonal treatment. So that's always really exciting and fun and and definitely more writing and travel. So I um I love the opportunities that press passes afford me to not only write but also learn about new global trends and bring all that information and inspiration back to the community here in Australia. So definitely a lot more of that will be on the cards for next year. And um and we're also activating mm. the brand in the US at the moment. So um lots of trips that's to New so York. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um that will so be so much happening, happening been, for you. Thank you very much, Angela. It's been um an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I I really love what you're doing and really, really inspired to listen to you and your guests. It's a beautiful community. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to have your support. Uh where can the listeners find you on social media? 
certainly well water lily is um water lily australasia on instagram and facebook and then myself personally is michelle.reeve um, if anyone's interested in art and travel that's pretty much what i feature on my instagram feed so yeah we would love we'd love to stay in touch I Yes, I do love following your Instagram <laughs> personally and then with Water Lily as well. And if there is a um, professional skin therapist or business owner that's looking to bring Water Lily into their business or find out more information, where can they contact you? Yeah, certainly. Probably the easiest way initially, definitely either through Facebook um, or Instagram, sending us a message or through our website, sending us a quick email. And what we really want to do is be able to have a really great conversation with you and get a sense of, you know, what you're trying to achieve within your business and how we can align with that vision to really, um, to really empower your goals. So a quick email first mm -hmm. and definitely a great conversation to follow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time again. Very much appreciated. And I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, Angela, thank you so you. much. It's been my, <laughs> thank you so much, Angela. It's been my absolute pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again really soon, I hope. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Michelle.